Welcome back to the Rockzilla. Hold on, I'm yawning. That didn't sound like a yawn. But, um, yeah, welcome back to the Rockzilla podcast. And I just pulled a prank on my friend, told them that they're they're in love with birds. And I just told them that one died. And uh, I explained it very gruesomely and just said they're not very happy about it. Man, I'm, I tried twice to make a podcast last night, and I just, I couldn't do it, man. I, I couldn't do it. I tried, and then my, somebody interrupted me. <clears throat> Fuck it, I just stabbed myself. Somebody interrupted me, and then another time, uh, I, it just stopped. I clicked on a video. And I clicked on the YouTube video, which was a stupid thing to do, and it just, it, uh, it just stopped. Which is uh, the depressing, but who, who really cares? Anywho, um, man, I don't even know what to talk about. Oh yeah, let's talk about the UFC fights yesterday. Okay, I will Ooh, what fight should I start with? Hold on, let me look at something real quick. Okay, no, not fucking music. Uh, I clicked on photographs and just go straight to whatever. Okay, so for the prelims, we had... Um, not really... There's no real need to name off the prelims. Besides the main card, the main card is what everybody was talking about. So what's his face, Sanchez, Sanchez for Michael Chiesa, or I don't, is his name Michael? I totally forgot, but I know who he is. I just don't watch him that much. He beat Sanchez all pretty much almost all the rounds, I guess. Luke Rockhold got knocked the fuck out by Blachowicz or however you say his name. And what's crazy was um, Luke Rockhold, or this was his first light heavyweight bout, and he was going against this dude. And he was telling everybody, he was like, oh, I can beat John Jones. And Luke Rockhold, he spent too much time going for the head kick and put too much power behind it. And he ended up getting like. Fate or not phase, but I don't know. He was wobbly at the end of the first round because he had a after the bell head kick. But I mean, he can't, the other guy couldn't really stop it. You know, he was mid flight and then the bell just goes things. So you expect him to just stop it. Or I mean, maybe he could have. I don't know. He knocked out Luke, Luke Rockhold the second round. Um, I'll get to Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren in a little bit. Or you know what? No, I'll just go ahead and do it right now. Ben Askren. Okay. Let's just say he is a very predictable fighter. Just to say that. Okay. He's a wrestler. And he's kind of a one-trick pony. Like, I mean, if Robbie Lawler could have kept Ben Askren up and, you know, on his feet... 
He probably could have won. I mean, just look at Ben Askren after that fight. Robbie Lawler didn't have a scratch. And Ben Askren, he looked like he just got hit by a car. Or was face-fucked by a lawnmower. He looked messed up, but he still won. Which is a very controversial fight. Whatever, I don't care. Besides the point, the whole leading up to the fight, um, Jorge Masvidal hated Ben Askren. He hated him. And... Man. He... I watched a few clips of Joe Rogan's podcast where Jorge was on there and he talked about he just he hated Ben Askren as a person just in general everything about him and so he wanted to beat him for five rounds and just leave him he literally said I want him to you know have broken ribs and be pissing blood and then send him packing you know so he he want he had a hatred for uh Ben Askren. Ben Askren was just chill the whole time. Um and didn't really care. And I guess he just thought he was going to do the same thing and you know be like, "Oh, well I'm just going to do this thing and it always makes me win, so I'm going to do it again and maybe I'm going to win." And man, it did not work. <laughs> And uh, there was a video that was released of Jorge Masvidal practicing his flying knee. And that's exactly what he used against Ben Askren. He, ben Askren so predictable. Anybody who is going to fight Ben Askren in the future, all they have to know is he's going to go for a takedown. And he went for it instantaneously. So Jorge Masvidal flying kneed him in the... At first, I thought it was the head, but then I looked at it. I saw it from a different angle, and he need him in the neck, which is just fucking uncomfortable to think about. And it was a really brutal knockout, and he was knocked out five seconds, so which makes it the quickest knockout in UFC history, which is insane. And the the fact of the matter, or the crazy thing is, is that it wasn't even five seconds. It was less than that. The only reason it's counted as five seconds is because that's how long it took for the referee to get to save Ben Askren. <sighs> Man. And uh, at the press conference, they asked Jorge why he kept punching Ben while he was on the ground. He only hit him in the head like two times after he was out. And people, they were asking him, you know, why did you do that? And, um, he just, hold on. Oh, yeah, he, they were like, why did you do that? And he just, man, he said he didn't care. He hated Ben Askren. And he goes, you know, if you wanted to, if you came here to see a fight, you know, that's what you're going to get. You can do all this trash talking on the internet before the fight and, you know, challenge his manhood and talk about his religion and all that. But then when it, you know, when it comes fight night, you know, every, anything can happen and everything's going to happen, you know. So that's what it came to. He goes, if you don't like, uh, if you don't like it, then go back to watching soccer, <laughs> which is hilarious. So, I mean, yeah, man.
knows what he's doing. He knocked him out. I think he. Per- I personally think he deserves a title shot. I really do. He's a great fighter. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I. I didn't know this until, I think. A day after the fight, but um, Nick Nate Diaz got into he got into it with uh Khabib's corner. Even though Khabib wasn't even fighting, they were just uh, watching the fight, and they were in the front. And I guess Nate Diaz said a few words and then flipped them off, and Khabib and all the other dudes who look exactly like him. I mean, that's not racist. They just all have the exact same fucking beards and haircuts. And uh, they all stood up looking at Nate, and Nate didn't care at all. He just, one man versus five, and one of them being, a, you know, one of the best UFC fighters of all time. And he was just like, what? He, I, I remember seeing his just lanky arms just sticking out and flipping them off like so close to the face. It was hilarious. Nothing ended up happening, but it was whatever. Uh, let's, the next fight was Holly Holmes versus Amanda Nunez. Man, I was rooting for Holly. I really, really was. I thought she was going to make it, but she didn't. So it's... She was doing good at first, you know. There were good exchanges. She was, she had, she was doing well with punches and, you know, kicks and stuff like that. But Amanda Nunez kind of had an upper hand the whole time, just like s- slightly, you know, to where you could tell. And um, she ended up catching Holly with a brutal head kick and knocked her out. Not much I want to say about that. I mean. Amanda Nunez is the best in that league, and she's taken out the best in that league, and so, I mean, she's really the champ. She is the champ. Like, there's pretty much nobody that can take her out. And she was talking after the press conference that uh, she wants a rematch with Chris Cyborg, which I thought was really cool and interesting. I feel like it's going to be a great second fight. <laughs> I never been and I wanna go there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just some a person, a human being. Me too, by the way. That's why I'm the yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. Whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about blah 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 blah. Oh, and um another thing is Dana White said Ron Cole should probably retire. It's the end of the road for him. And she's he said the same thing for Holly. Or he put it a lot more bluntly with Luke Rockhold because Luke Rockhold's kind of a dick. But Holly Holmes, yeah, she's just, she's a good fighter. She's a great fighter, but she's just not up to par anymore with the other contenders. Or mainly Amanda Nunes. Um, the main event, the main, the World Light Heavyweight Championship. 
John Jones versus Tiago Santos. Okay, I want to say that I watched this fight through and through, and I loved it. I watched it a many, I watched it like three different times, the whole fight. And every single time, I had Tiago Santos winning. He won rounds one, two, he lost, or John, John Jones won three, maybe four, and Tiago had five. And I had Tiago winning. He stumbled a lot and all, blah, blah, blah. But that's because I think it was the towards the middle of round one, he tore his ACL and then he messed up his knee or something, you know, middle range of that, I guess. Kind of in the middle of the fight, I don't know. And um, I kind of messed up everything, but he was still... See, the thing is, the best thing uh, to do, since he can't really balance on this, is to throw kicks. And so that's what he did. And uh, he kept throwing kick after kick. And, you know, he was doing good. And the little flurries of punches were working really well. John Jones did not seem like himself at all. Like, he was slow, non-reactive. He didn't take him to the ground. And um, he still had the balls to say that I fought him or he fought him at his best. Which is, it's kind of iffy, man. It's kind of iffy, but, you know, it's, I I don't know. He didn't fight him at his best, that's all I know. And I think Tiago Santos won that fight. Tiago Santos is a great fighter. I think he has a really, I think he has a great future in the UFC. And hopefully there's a rematch between him and John Jones. Um, Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be really cool. And Tiago Santos is a very respectful guy. He's a very, you know, good man and good fighter. And he's just cool. And John Jones respects that as well. He was like, you know, I wouldn't mind going out for, or going out for a drink with this guy and just chilling and stuff like that. Uh, Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic are scheduled to have a second bout, which is cool. I really think it is because Stipe Miocic hasn't gotten the respect that he deserves, you know? Uh, you don't gotta worry about that with me. Because I'm the one cooking it. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, but yeah, that I think that's going to be a good fight. Steve Miocic doesn't have the respect that everybody else has. I think he's the best heavy... Yeah, he's the heavyweight. Best heavyweight championship. Or best heavy... One of the best heavyweight champions. Yeah, I was about to say championships. Champions. I mean, he beat everybody. He beat Francis Ngannou, of all people, who, you know, destroyed Cain Velasquez, which was a weird fight, too. He beat JDS, which, ah, man, it looked like JDS wasn't even really injured, though, but he knew what was coming, so he kind of just balled up on the ground, and, you know, he got up straight away and everything like that, but he just didn't want any of it. He didn't want enough. He didn't want any more pummeling, I guess you could say. Which is fine, you know, it's whatever, even though he's a really good fighter, and he could have done more, but, you know, I'd say, I don't know, 
Uh, ooh, I don't know what I was. Yeah, I don't know what I was about to say. <laughs> Man, Ben Askren, he was doing so good. <laughs> I don't know where he's going. I don't, I honestly don't know where he's going to go from here. There's not, I think he will do well. I think he will do well eventually. I think he will do better. He'll come back as a stronger fighter. But as of right now, he's he's sidelined, man. And then I saw one of the things that he said on Twitter. He just put, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, there's not much you can do. Wouldn't mind a rematch. I really wouldn't. I mean, there's not really a reason for one. But <sighs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, and fucking deal with it. I want to see Anthony Pettis fight again. And I also want to see Khabib versus... Oh, fuck, what's his name? I know he's fighting Dustin Poirier. Poirier? Poirier? I don't know how the fuck you say his last name. Which I think Dustin... Justin's going to lose. Dustin, Justin. Dustin Poirier? Just, I forgot. Fuck. What is it? Hold on. Let me search it up real quick. Uh, Khabib versus... I don't care about the Women's World Cup. Khabib versus Poirier. 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 Dustin Poirier. Yeah, it is Dustin. I said Justin. Oh, yeah. Um, Khabib's going to win that fight. I already know. It Khabib is twenty seven and zero. I did not know that. I really did not know that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, he's gonna win. <laughs> Who's he fighting at? Who's he fighting? Or what's his name? That just he recently beat Anthony Pettis. And, uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Hold on. Anthony Pettis versus not Nate Diaz, Wonder Boy, Dos Anjos, uh, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson deserves a title shot more than a lot of other people that I know. And he deserves it. He's been through hell and back, and yeah, he deserves a title shot. I don't know what. There's not not much else to say about it. Yeah, that man. When he fought Cerrone, though, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was going for Cerrone, Cerrone, because he was on a. He was on a winning streak, man. He was doing amazing. And then for all that to just fucking get blown over and by Tony Ferguson, which I guess is understandable. Tony Ferguson's a G. And he's pretty funny. It's crazy to see that he was supposed to fight Khabib, I think, a few years ago. But, yeah, man. Whatever. 
you know, I think Daniel Cormier is really good. You know, he can he beat Stipe already, but Heat Francis and Ganu. I feel like Francis and Ganu would destroy him. I feel like Francis and Ganu would beat Daniel Cormier to the ground. And Daniel Cormier, oh man, he really needs a fight against John Jones. Ah, he needs a number a fight number three. He can't just let his legacy go out like that, man. I mean, his legacy. No, he has a good legacy. He has a good fight record, and you know he's beaten really good people. But man, I just. I would really like to see him beat John Jones. <laughs> Even though I like John Jones, not really though. <laughs> I like him a little bit. No, I want I, I mean yeah, he is okay. I respect him as a fighter. But that's really it. You know, he's not the greatest person of all time. He's probably the best fighter pound for pound of all time. He's beaten the best of the best. I'm gonna search up. I'm gonna search up his record, okay? John Jones' record and all of the people that he's beaten, and it's insane. It's literally insane. Um, what do I search up? John Jones fights. Oh yeah, John Jones opponents. Let's search up that. Maybe I'll find something about it. Uh, come on, my internet slow as fudge. It's slow as fudge. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Because fudge is slow. Hmm. I'm an idiot. Come on. Technical difficulties. So let's go look at this real quick. Here we are. John Jones. Not John Jones Wikipedia. Wait. Shouldn't I just search up John Jones wins? Maybe. God, this takes forever to search up. While it's doing that, um... Man, I don't know. I think... Another thing that I saw was people were talking about John Jones fighting uh, Francis Ngannou. And that he would get destroyed. Fight history. It's... Here it is. Career record, 25-1. and one. So, let's see all of his fights. Okay, fight... So this is his full fight history. His first fight was his first win was Brad Bernard, then Carlos Eduardo, Anthony Pena. Oh, that was a good fight. Ryan Verrett, Parker Porter, Moise, Moses Gambin, Andre Guzmo. Okay, this is where it gets a little crazy. So Stefan Bonner, which Oh, wow, this was UFC 94, St. Pierre versus BJ Penn, 2009. That's crazy. 
Jake O'Brien, Matt Hamill, Brandon Vera, Vladimir Mushchenko, Ryan Bader. That was a good fight. Let's talk about his title fights. So he beat Mauricio Shogun Rua, Rua, whatever, which is an amazing fighter, by the way, in round three by KO. Quentin Rampage Jackson by Rear Naked Choke. Loyota Machida by Guillotine. Rashad Evans by Unanimous. Or, I mean, he destroyed him. Vito. Vito. Vitor Belfort. One of my favorite fighters, by the way, by via, via Keylock. Chael Sonnen. Alexander Gustafson. Glover Texiera, which I don't know about him. Daniel Cormier. Alvin St. Peru. Daniel Cormier again. Alexander Gustafson, two, which he destroyed. Anthony Smith, and I'm not going to count the one against Thiago Santos. His fighting history is amazing. I just... <sighs> this was amazing. It it pains me to say, but he's got such a great fighting record. Or, I mean, it doesn't pain me to say, but the people he's beaten, you know, and I love some of these fighters, man. You know, Mauricio Shogun Rua, I mean, he's awesome. Stefan Bonner is awesome. Stefan Bonner was really his first. I'm getting, or I didn't watch the fight, but I'm just going off of how good of a fighter I thought Stefan Bonner was. I think that was his, maybe his first real challenge. And then next, man, after he beat Ryan Bader. Oh, that's crazy. So also on the same card was uh, Anderson Silva versus Vitor Belfort. Oof, man, that's crazy. Mauricio, Sh- Mauricio Shogun. Quentin Jones versus Rampage Jackson, Matt Hamill. That was on the Ultimate Final. I mean, Ultimate Fighter. Ooh, he beat Jacob Bryan versus uh during the Lesnar versus Mir two, which Frank Mir got destroyed. By the way, Frank Mir got annihilated in that fight. Which I don't really care about saying. I I like Frank Mir though. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I like Frank Mir. Oof, man. Isn't, um... I'm gonna check something. Isn't Def Leppard on tour right now? Yeah, they are. That's awesome. I would like to go see them. Probably not going to. Brendan Schaub over here being awesome as well. Metallica. Uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Seeing more a bunch of Godzilla stuff. For some reason, they're coming out with a. Uh, they're coming out with a forty-seven meters down too. I I don't know why. The first one was great. It um. I th- yeah, I was about to say I think the first one was amazing. Actually, the twist ending was insane. Me, and my, I remember I was. This was about two years ago, but I freaked out. Me and my friend were watching, and I was like, ooh, dude, look at this new movie, because we had searched it up on the way home from school. And uh, we were like, man, we should go watch this movie. I think it, let's see if it's on Netflix. And we were talking about it the whole way home. As soon as we got to my house, 
I found it. I was like, dude, I found it. We got like big ass cups and, you know, filled them to the top with soda and a bunch of, you know, like two bags of chips per person and then put them in a big bowl. You know, we were prepared. We were just sitting there watching the movie. We was like, whoa, this is crazy. And then, man, talk about a movie. And then the twist ending. Oh, my God. Because cause every time the um, cage would fall back down, they'd bring it back up a little bit. And then it'd fall back down. And me and my friend would be like, oh, no. And then... And then once they finally got the cage back up, or no, they they had to crawl out of the cage, and they took, spoilers, by the way, um, <laughs> sorry for about that, but, uh, they, they, the Swiss, the Swisters, the sisters finally get to the surface of the boat, one of them gets bit by the shark, and you think she's not gonna make it, but she stabs the shark in the eyeball, and then they both get, get on the boat, and everything is fine, and she makes it, and everybody's alive, and it's happy. And me and my friend were like, oh my god, it was like a, it was like a, just a weight lifted off our shoulders, like a, just a breath of fresh air, we're like, ah, everything's over, and then, and then we, um, at the beginning there was a little bit of foreshadowing, but, uh, uh, hold on, there was a little bit of foreshadowing about the, what kind of fucking it was some kind of poisoning Ah, I forgot what it was called but it's some kind of poisoning uh, from their tanks when they're out of oxygen was it nitrogen poisoning I think it was nitrogen poisoning yeah and um, where like it affects their brain you start hallucinating and eventually the person dies if they don't get uh, help in enough time and so, the girl, they're, while they're laying on the boat, you know, they chuckle a little, little bit. They're, like, in relief. And, um, hold on. Why am I saying hold on? I'm not even, like, <laughs> and, uh, there's, like, a sigh of relief and everything's great. And then the girl, the main, the more of the main character... She looks up and she sees like, it looks like like a hologram of water, but it's red. And she looks at her hand because she had a cut on her hand, and she sees like the blood coming out of her hand, but as if she was in water. And then me and my friend flipped. We looked at each other and we were like, "No!" We threw pillows everywhere, like fucking retards, but. We threw pillows everywhere. We were freaking out. We were just like, what? No. And it was just, it was insane. And then it, then the little screen, it, you know, it flashes back to her being stuck under the cage and her just sitting there like laughing and, you know, being poisoned and she thinks everything's okay. And, uh, she gets saved by these divers. So her sister's dead and she was hallucinating the whole thing. Oh, man, that was probably the craziest twist ending that I've ever seen. I don't, I, I don't remember another movie that has a twist ending like that, which, you know, it's crazy to say, but I just, I just don't. Maybe that's because I have a horrible memory. Yeah, I have, I have a horrible memory. Man. Do... 
Do you guys do you guys like the um those like kind of coming of age stories, you know, where they're like teenagers and stuff like that? I personally really really like those stories. I don't know, they just connected with me when I was younger and they still kind of do now like movies like this uh Stand by Me, even the the classic it cuz I watched that a bunch when I was younger. The classic it um you know movies movies like that who talk about they just they're just cool to me they're just really interesting and just friends hanging out and doing things and going on an adventures and experiencing things together and I just always think those movies are really cool ah oh, man I remember my first time watching Forrest Gump god that movie's so good I love it it's amazing and I remember watching it when I was little. Like, I was really little. I think I was like eight or nine when I watched that movie. And uh, Forrest Gump was just such a cool character with, um, to me because he had uh, those leg braces. And I have those. I have leg braces. And his were metal, and I had metal ones when I was a baby, but then they kind of upgraded as I got older. And, you know, seeing him break out of those was just, like, a really uplifting thing to me. You know, thing. It was really an uplifting thing to me um, when I was younger. And I just, I just always loved it. It made me respect the movie a lot more. And it made me like the movie a lot more because I could see myself in that situation. Even though he had a little bit more problems than I do, uh... You know, with his men, was a little bit with his mental state and all that. But it was just, it's really cool and kind of heartwarming that he always wanted to do the good thing and the right thing. But he was just, just an American kid trying to do his best at being normal and be, or he's not trying to be normal. He's just being himself. You know, he's always trying to save Jenny and all that. Jenny, oh god, that's god, that's so cringy. But who cares? Who fucking cares? Who's gonna stop me? But yeah, Force Comp is such a great movie. And I remember when uh my first time in California, there's they actually have a Bubba Gump Bubba Gump and Shrimp Company there. Uh it was on the docks. It was near the docks by the beach. I forgot I forgot the specific location besides that specific, but um it was really good food and then it showed like a little things from the movie all over the store. I have a shirt. Oh yeah, I have a shirt with all the little sayings. Uh, uh, that one scene where it showed Bubba's telling Forrest all the different ways you can make um, make shrimp. Hold on, let me find it real quick. Uh, I really hope I can, cause I love that. That was that scene made me laugh when I was younger, and it still makes me laugh now. Oh, I found it. I found it. <laughs> Look, it was like, and uh, he goes, he goes, you can barbecue it, you can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, saute it, there's a shrimp kebab, shrimp crayola, shrimp gumbo, pan fried, deep fried, stir fried, there's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp, uh, shrimp burger, shrimp sandwich, that, that's about it. <laughs> oh man, that brings back some mem- brings back brings back 
memories. Forrest Gump was just the best. Like, just a wholesome movie. And when Bubba died, that was so sad. Uh, it was so sad. But it was such a great movie. Which made, it really fleshed out his character and made the death of Bubba, you know, it made him resonate with other people. It made him likable and made his death sad. Or made it more sad. People hate on this one movie. What's it called? Uh, After Earth. I remember seeing that movie as a kid. Or at, well, not as a kid. But when I was like a few years younger. It was like five years ago. I don't remember for sure. I remember seeing that movie. I loved it. And I still do today. That movie was amazing. It was really cool. Just personally. Just the different... The characters, I liked them. And another movie that I didn't know until recently that got bad reviews was Tron. Tron or Tron Legacy. That movie got horrible reviews. Everybody hated it. I loved it. it the soundtrack will make you just want... To keep listening or keep watching the movie the whole way through. You know why? Because it's Daft Punk. I mean, you can't get any better than that. I mean, you can, but, like, it's Daft Punk. How can you dislike Daft Punk? You know, and I understand people do, but they just... Daft Punk is awesome. And they made it really seem like a video game. They made it really... They made the world, you know, really cool, real futuristic. But with a little dash of, you know, kind of oldness or classicalness to it, I guess. A bit there, for better words to say. And uh, made it a really enjoyable movie. The main character, I thought he was awesome. Uh, Jeff Bridges was in there and his acting was really good. And there's not really much to say about it. I liked it. I just... I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> That's really it. Man. Uh, what movies are coming out? Oh, yeah. I watched a video of the top 10, top 10 uh, movies that people are waiting for in 2020. And Godzilla vs. King Kong was number five. Number five? What? That's insane. That's insane. It should have been number one. Because, I mean, the biggest monster battle of the century. And then you're going to put it at number five. I mean, there was other movies like Top Gun that are coming out as well. But, I mean, still. It's it's Godzilla versus King Kong, dude. Like, come on, dude. It's great, dude. That's great. <laughs> Uh, I feel dumb sometimes. A lot of the times, actually. But who cares, man? Who cares? Uh, by the way, thank you, everybody who's been watching my pod or listening to my podcast. It really means a lot. I love doing it. I know I said it the last one, but I got to tell you guys, it, it it's really fun. It means a lot to me, and it's... It's just awesome, guys. It's just really cool and something I surprisingly I really enjoy doing. And yeah, it just works. I'm trying to spread it out right now. I sent I sent episodes to everybody, 
you know, I hit my viewing spike at the most views that I've had since I've started it, which is awesome, and it only seems to be going, you know, upwards, and, you know, everything's going out great, and we're going to have highs, and we're going to have lows, but I'm going to keep doing this podcast, and it's going to be fun, you know, and if, you know, if you want a link, if you, if you want a better way to get to my podcast easier, um, my, go follow my, uh, my Instagram account, which is, uh, or most people that want, listen, are from my Instagram account, but, uh, my Instagram is spaceman underscore, or, or it's space underscore man underscore cane, and, uh, my Twitter is, yeah, go follow my Twitter there, because that's where you can find most of the links to my podcast, because I, I post a little reminder that one's coming out, and then I'll post a link for it, and then when it, um, so you can just click on it and watch it instantly. It's just search up Isaiah and it'll have like nine two one six a bunch of different numbers and blah 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 on there and you know you'll be able to find me. So yeah. Thanks for watching guys. Or thanks for listening. Oh wow, I just realized this is my longest podcast that I've had. That's crazy. Well, I hope you stay to the you've stayed to the end and uh Enjoy your day, guys. Rock and roll at night. Party every day. And don't forget to drink your daily dose of green tea. Goodbye.